Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits of breakfast. Radio City 96.7. Hello and welcome to another Radio City Breakfast Show podcast with me, Rossi and the Co. Hello, 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 hello. Another week of shenanigans, another week of goings on, another week of mayhem, another week of just absolute outrage. And chaos. And chaos. Zany, wacky, disc jockey things. We had a good chat with Paddy McGuinness. He also played the Village Idiot. If you've not heard it yet, have a listen to this. And there's nobody on the entire planet who has ever got as enthusiastic and as competitive about being on a quiz than Paddy McGuinness does. Here it comes. Waking you up on weekdays. Get set for Operation Morale Improvement. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Liverpool's hit music station, Radio City 96.7. It is 22. Big Paddy McGuinness minutes to the hour of 9 o'clock. And welcome to the show. Welcome to Radio City. Paddy McGuinness. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big Paddy McGuinness. Big, big Paddy McGuinness. Yes, let the TV presenter see the microphone. Come on. Come on. (laughs) You must get it so much. You must get it so often. Let the the, the, the burger see the bun. Yeah, you do. You do. I mean, you know, most of them we can't really talk about. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, there is a few. uh, Did you come up with that? Uh, How did that sort of evolve? Um, It just kind of, you know, when we're writing all them little things, you know, like... uh, like the Toad Sea, the all, all that yeah. sort of carry on. I don't really think, oh, this will be a catchphrase. I mean, it's about like twenty a show, you know. So yeah. So what I start, what we started doing on the last series is we had a, a whiteboard in the studio. Yeah. And and we used to leave a, a marker pen and the audience would write some down. Like I say, eighty percent of them you could never use on mm. prime time telly. Yeah. But the twenty percent you could use a, a little gem. So that's Lovely. what we start doing now. Yeah. It's a bit like Jack D, doesn't he? Uh, leave a, 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 he puts a text number up, or a phone, mobile phone number, up, and you can text him a gag when you're coming into the uh, into his live show. Yeah, he's just lazy. Uh, that is bone idle. Right, right, Summit Jack. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I totally agree. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of stand-up, uh, well, you say you can't use some of these naughty ones that they put on the whiteboard. Yeah. On primetime TV, um, beg to differ because Keith Lemon. <laughs> 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 With you, we shan't repeat it. Yeah. We involved the moustache. Yeah. Uh, an abbreviation. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. I, I mean, you know, I, it's like with a tour. I'm, I'm toying with this idea at the minute. I'm just writing it about uh, getting a little bit of a game of take me out going in the second half of the show. Uh, and maybe I can use a few of them ones mm. that we can't use on TV. Do you know what? If you're writing the show, instead of just writing the show, just nick Jack D's mobile phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Problem solved. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're coming to uh, play the uh, Echo Arena on Saturday the 8th of October. Yeah. Saturday Night Live. Uh, this is this, this is amazing. I mean, comedy is definitely the new rock and roll. It's, I mean, you know... It's, uh, it's just more accessible now, I think. You know, if you go back about 10, 15 years ago, people go, you know, comedy clubs, as they still do, but it was quite a purist, yeah. you know, type of thing. And I think, no, the good thing is... With the likes of John Bishop as well, you know, kind of, you know, your average man and woman on the street who wouldn't really go to a comedy club or go and watch someone now. I've seen them on the telly. Yeah. A lot of stand-ups get a platform now on these game shows like 8 out of 10 cats and all that sort of carry on. And uh, I don't think people think, oh, we're going to an arena show. They just think we're going watching a comedy show, you know, and it's that's what it's all about. But can I just say, yeah. uh, with regards to John, John Bishop, um, Comedians are kind of known as, you know, the better you do, the more they dislike each other, you yeah. know, kind of thing. And uh, 
I remember years ago when I first started off being in comedy clubs with John, and he was always very supportive and everything else. And I'm 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 over the moon. It, it's going really well for him. So good things happen to good people. I I do believe in good karma. Go, what goes around comes around. Absolutely. And I believe in that. He started off here actually. Uh, well, he didn't start off here, but he, he did a radio show here for a while. Yeah. Uh, when he was sort of like building the momentum of his of what is now a fantastic career. Yeah. And uh, and he used to be on a Sunday. And and I just loved his observational style. You know, he he doesn't really do gags as such. He does a no. couple, but. Yeah. It's just, I went to see a show at Christmas and it was just non-stop, non-stop. Yeah. No, he's, he's he's very, very good. He's a nice bloke as well. He is a top man. So uh, so from Phoenix Nights and Max and Paddy's uh, road trip, it, it's just been an amazing trip. Take me out. I mean, did you have any doubts before Take Me Out? I mean, but did you think, it was one of those shows that you think would could go either way. I mean, the success, six million views sometimes. Yeah, well, I mean, I did the pilot for Take Me Out about 12 months before it actually came on. I actually did the pilot for Channel 4. And it was kind of like, at the time, it was like a Friday night, Channel 4, bit more kind of a student kind of show. And um, you do pilots, and sometimes, you know, you just don't hear of them again after that. And uh, I was in TK Maxx buying a vase. <laughs> right, OK. <laughs> 12 months after, as you do. Yeah. My, my mate said, I said, I want this a vase. He went, go TK Maxx, it's a bag. And I went, right. <laughs> so I were in TK Maxx, and this, this producer rang me up and said, um... Do you remember that show you did about 12 months ago, that pilot? I said, oh, yeah. She went, uh, ITV won't do it on primetime, but they want you to host it Saturday nights. And I, I nearly fell through the floor, you know. I thought, me? Yeah. Oh, so mate. I just kind of did it, and, and it was a baptism of fire for me because I hadn't done any presenting, as you can clearly see in that first series. But, you know, you just kind of learn as you go along and what have you know and, and you just get used to it and and, and i love it now with I your stand up uh, with your stand up and your acting and everything else it probably st it stood you obviously in good stead but th to be honest i can't imagine anybody else hosting it to be honest oh. i can't oh, no, I, there's yeah. lots of good presenters out there i cannot imagine anybody the warmth <laughs> that you have with the contestants on there uh, and, the, and and the little put me downs it, it, you know the way it's the way you can do a put me down without offending the person you're yeah, brilliant yeah. at that you're absolutely i'm not i'm not uh, blowing bubbles no, 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 no. <laughs> but well, that's the thing I liked about the show itself, and, and thank the Lord they let me do it, because 80% of that show is ad-libbed. Yeah. And that's how it works for me, because, like, you get, like, Sir Dermot O'Leary, who's a fantastic presenter, but, they, you know, it's all kind of all so pure and straight, you know. And I'm all right with, with that as such, but I just love the kind of, when I'm chatting to the girls, I never know what they're going to say. No one knows. No one knows what lads are going to say. Sure. And it just goes from there, and that's what I like about it. I think I think what could be a brilliant show, if you could get them to do it, is a celebrity take-me-out-of-Christmas special. Yeah. Wouldn't that be yeah. fantastic? Yeah, we, well, we're talking about doing a charity one. That would be good. Um, so we're just uh, toying with that idea at the moment. It's just all the females lined up and rejected. I mean, that would that would be great for the audience, but it'd be bad for their ego. Right, we'll play the village. Do you want to play the village idiot on behalf uh, of the I'd love to. Yeah, I'd we'll love do, to. We'll yeah. do that next. Yeah. Radio City. 96.7. Co are asking, just how brave are you? It's time to play a simple quiz that tests your true IQ. Maybe you're too frightened. A coward who can't take sticks. Are being dim from limb, the jester from Chester, the freak from speak who's thick. So stand up and be counted from Litherland to Lydiate and show the world you're not a wimp and play the village idiot.
Welcome to the quiz, the only quiz on the planet where the loser stays on. And the more you lose, the more you come back. And uh, we welcome back for day number four today is the wonderful, lovely Joanne Crawford from the village of Wavertree. Good morning, Joanne. Morning, Rusty. How are you, my darling? I'm okay today. <laughs> I don't think you are. Have you been getting much stick about being the village idiot from your friends oh. and family? People phone Paddy. Coming uh, to the house, speaking to me, saying hello, idiot. <laughs> People phone her house, says that the idiot instead of saying Joanne. Oh, bless. But just because you're the village idiot doesn't mean you're really an idiot. Four no. days. Is this is this a record? Or? No, there's a bigger record yeah. than that. There's been people on for a hell of a lot longer, a couple of weeks. So look at that. Here so, we go. So what we do? Uh, basically, you, uh, you're playing on behalf of Julie Taylor, who's in witness. So Paddy, right. okay, Julie. As soon as I uh, ask a question, just shout witness, and I'll come to you if you think witness. you know the answer. Witness. Right, okay. Joanne, <laughs> what do you shout? Idiot. The village idiot. Here we go. Question number one. What word can come after black, vanilla and lolly? Witness. Yes, Paddy. Paddy. Ice. Yes, black ice, ice. baby. Vanilla ice, ice, and lolly yeah. ice. Well done. Good. Well done. And if you win, you're going to be sending Julie Taylor off to the Panam uh, Bar and Restaurant in the Albert Dock for dinner. Oh, you get yourself dolled up, Julie. Oh, this is in the bag, love. <laughs> Trust me on that. Trust right. me. Question number two. Which fictional character famously said, Elementary, my dear Watson? Witness! Oh, I was in before it then. It is okay. Go ahead, Paddy. Sherlock Holmes. Get in. Come on, Julie. You're going out, my love. This is it. Get the lippy on. Tell you what, you could take her out. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah, I saw what you did there. Tell you what. I saw what you did there. Say what you like about us Irish lads, but you know what? (laughs) Question number three. What is the capital of Wales? Witness. Oh, 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 go on, I'll let her have it. Yeah, let her on, have it. Because this will only be the second point she scored yeah. if she gets it. What is it? Carter. Hey. So it's I'm going to say Rel. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Question number four is a who am I question. Okay. Right, okay. Who am I? I am a TV soap character. I'm often seen sup and pints at Rover's Returns. I cheated with my best mate Tyrone's late... Lo- yes. Kevin oh. Webster. Yes. Oh. Yes. Very good. It's two apiece. Right, now I've made it interesting now, but the gloves are off. I'll tell you what, <laughs> the gloves are off. Yeah. Like James DeGale and George Groves, the gloves are <laughs> off. Right, here we go. Question number eight. Whose debut hit in 1999 was entitled Genie in a Bottle? Witness. Yes, sir. Christina. Uh, well, yeah, these are just So, if you get this right, Paddy, you're sending Julie Taylor off to the Pan Am American Bar and Restaurant. Oh, you're going to have a nice time. Bottle Julie. of wine thrown in for good measure. Absolutely. Yes. John Bishop will be waiting on. He will. He will, yeah, he's doing that. Yeah. He will. John Bishop will be waiting on. Here we go. The up some lovely Greg's pasties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. You need this to stay in the game, Julie. I'm oh, sorry, I beg your pardon, Joanne. This is... Uh, okay. All right, okay. Who are the current FA Cup champions? Witness! Oh. Oh, Do we toss a coin or what? Yeah, we toss a coin toss, yeah. Yeah, we heard you, love. We heard you. We're just, we're just debating who got him first. Calm down, for God's sake. Joanne, do you want heads or tails? Do you want not I can hear someone whispering answer to it. <laughs> That's the best thing. There's no point. It's, 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 it's Man City. It's Man. We know it's Man City. Love. We're tossing a coin here. All right. So I've got. I've got. We to, know the answer. I've got. I've got to ask another question now. Oh, I've got to 
love of God. I've got to ask another oh, question God. now. Okay. Go on. He's gone all serious. Okay. Oh, he's not happy. Look. No, no, no. Oh. Listen, I am absolutely delighted at running over. I could just hear people back. Man City. Man City. <laughs> right. Okay. Which which member? Are you listening? Which member of the N-dubs has collaborated? Collaborate. Go on. I'm in here because I only know one. Okay. Dippy Dappy Do. <laughs> Yes, the question was which member of N Dubs has since she's tried to team up for the new single Spaceship and it was Dippy Dappy Doo. Dippy Dappy Doo. Oh listen, Chuan, sorry you did so well there, but you're coming back tomorrow. You know why you're coming back? Because you are See you tomorrow morning. In your face. Hi, this is Ian Ross. Here's Right Rossi La. Hi, we're the Saturdays. It's Right Rossi La. This is Mr. T. It's Right Rossi Foo. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. On Radio City 96.7. Well, we took that serious. He did. Oh, he he did. Very did. competitive. He was very, very funny indeed. Very pleasant down-to-earth man. Yeah, yeah, really nice guy, actually. Really, really good. And he was talking about trying to be something you're not when you're in the public eye. And I think... More so now than ever, because there's so much celebrity and there's so many uh, shows and magazines and everything else that focus on celebrity. I think it's not hard to pick out the fakers mm. yeah, compared to the real genuine. dealers. Yeah, he was telling us about 71 degrees north as well. Oh, yeah. So he, d- he didn't want to say too gossip. much. Yeah, yes. loads and loads of gossip. Which which person, male or female, we cannot say, is a bit of a prima donna. Oh, a bit mm. of a diva. bit of a diva. Um, and let's just say they're not from diva fever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to diva fever? Oh, they'd be good on 71 degrees north. Would they? Yeah. They yeah, especially if you left them there. True story, 6.35 weekday mornings, including a story about a man who really loves cars. Now, when I say loves, I mean really loves. Oh, can we put the one about the circle in there as well? The one oh, about me? Yeah, yeah it's a, well, it's all about you, Jay, isn't it? It's no, all about you. Listen, I put you in your place. You were put in your place. But have a listen. Does he stay in his place? Radio City Breakfast. Radio City 96.7. So there was a bloke and he was driving down the road and uh, all of a sudden, Jay... Cuts him up really, really badly, showing off, driving like a lunatic, driving like Simo, uh, in his uh, in his super red f- uh, Ferrari. Cuts him right up. The bloke, obviously very angry with this, because you can well imagine. Uh, he pulls up alongside Jay and says, pull over, Parko, pull over. So Jay does and pulls over. The guy gets out of the car, Jay gets out of the car, the guy goes over to the side of the road and draws a circle at the side of the road and says, Jay, you stand in that circle and don't you dare move out of that circle. You stand there and don't you move. Don't move. Once in the circle, the man takes out his car key and he goes along the side of Jay's Ferrari and scratches it right up the side. As he turns around, Jay's in fits of laughter, laughing his head off. So this really angers the guy even more. 
So the guy goes and he takes a pen knife out and he slashes all four tyres in Jay's Ferrari. Remember? True, yeah. It was only the other week. Turns around. Jay's cried tears rolling down his cheek with laughter. So this really sets the bloke off. Now he's just... This, the red mist has descended on him. So what he does, he gets out some lighter fuel and he just sets the car on fire. Oh. Burns it there and then, this £250,000 Ferrari. Mm. When he turns around, Jay is helpless with laughter. Scream, cry it with laughter. So the bloke out of frustration says, What the hell are you laughing at? And Jay says, Every time you turned around, I stepped out of the circle. <laughs> Good morning. Waking you up on weekdays. Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. Okay, do you want a true story? Oh, yes. Ooh, do you want a true story? Please, yeah. Uh, a man from Washington, D.C., uh, claims to have made love to over 1,000 cars. What? Kid you not. Edward Smith, it says here. Yeah, like, I bet that's his real name. He claims he's never been attracted to women or men. But cars, vroom, vroom, he says. Uh, Mr. Smith said he kept his fetish a secret for many, many years, but he's agreed to be interviewed as part of a TV show which is going to be uh, filmed and shown over in British television called McKennaphilia. <laughs> uh, in this show, he meets other car enthusiasts, if you like, at a rally in California. He says, I've always just loved cute cars. Could you imagine them with yours, Claire? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've always just loved cute cars right from the beginning. Over the years, I got stronger and stronger urges. And in my teenage years... I really began to realise that I like cars more than most. I don't fully understand it myself, except that I know that I'm not hurting anyone and I don't intend to. He adds there are moments way out in the middle of nowhere, I see a cute little car parked up and I look at it and I swear it's calling me to love it. There have been certain cars that have attracted me and I would wait until night time. Then I would creep up to them and give them a little hug and kiss them all over. Smith says that I am a romantic. I write poetry about cars. I sing and talk to them just like a fellow would sing to his girlfriend. I know it's in my heart and I've got no desire to change. I don't think I'm strange. I love the way that he assumes the more he explains this, uh, the more it starts making sense to people. But what I'm thinking, does he get turned on when he sees a convertible with his top off? <laughs> Sometimes when he's feeling cheap and sleazy, does he get a rental car? <laughs> Made from brass. <laughs> uh, wonder after he finishes, is he totally exhausted? <laughs> nah, just tired. Waking you up on weekdays. Get set for Operation Morale Improvement. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. I'm outside of Southport and uh, I pulled up to get some diesel because my car is, of course, a diesel car because it would be silly if I got diesel if I drove a petrol car, Jack. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I, I noticed just outside of Southport there's a, there was a, a petrol station there uh, and it was holding a little bit of a competition. Uh, a chance to win free sex when you filled your tank up. Really? So, of course, I uh, I pulled in. I thought, well, in for a penny, in for a pound, you know. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, my old man's a dustman. Well, he's not really, he's retired. <laughs> and uh, so I filled up the tank, and uh, me and Simmer went up to where to pay. 
And uh, and I said uh, mm, to the bloke, the bloke sitting behind the counter, I said, uh, this offer about free sex, how do I go about that? He looked at me straight in the eye. The bloke said, uh, think of a number between one and ten. I said, seven. He said, sorry, mate, eight. Eight was the number. I thought, oh, no free sex for me. So a day later, Simo phones me and says, do you remember? I said, I need some fuel. He says, do you fancy coming down to that petrol station with me just outside of Southport? I said, yeah, of course I will. So Simo goes and uh, he fills up the tank and uh, he goes up to the male attendant who, uh, who, who owned, he actually owns this place. Oh, right. And he says to the male attendant, uh, I've just filled the tank up there. You know, apparently there's a competition here to get free sex. The male attendant says, uh, do you know what? Think of a number between one and ten. And Steve said two. Mm. He said, sorry, mate, the answer was three. I said to Simo, I think there's a fiddle going on there. I think there's an absolute fix. Simo says, no, no, it's not a fix. Said, our Claire won twice last week. (laughs) (laughs) True story. Very best of the true stories. Ah, uh, nice one, Jay. Yes, I love them. You do They're very good. Danielle Lloyd. Uh, we caught up with us on the phone. Myself and Danielle were a couple of the judges on Miss Liverpool, and here was uh, Danielle uh, chatting to us and also uh, playing the only quiz where the loser stays on the village idiot. Thank you. Rossi and Co are asking, just how brave are you? It's time to play a simple quiz that tests your true IQ. Maybe you're too frightened, a coward who can't take stick, a being dim from limb, the jester from Chester, the freak from speak who's thick. So stand up and be counted from Litherland to Lydiot and show the world you're not a wimp and play the village idiot. So we uh, welcome back for day number five. It is Joanne Crawford. Good morning, Joanne. Morning, Rossi. And how are you, my friend? Uh, still a fame. Still getting loads of sticks. Are you getting loads of it? Lots of it. Lots and lots. Oh, bless you. I've got a little message from uh, from Paddy McGuinness. Let the village see the idiots. Yeah, in your face. <laughs> in your face. In your face. Well, <laughs> playing in your opposite corner and playing on behalf of uh, Louise Campbell and Kenny Kensington, it is the one and only Danielle Lloyd. Welcome back, Danielle. Hi. How are you feeling now? Oh, I'm a bit nervous now. Are you feeling the same way you were feeling in the morning of Miss Liverpool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, so uh, by the way, uh, could you, I love the website uh, designforlove.co.uk because uh, my you. my missus is asking me where can you get the Danielle Lloyd tracksuits because she loves them. So I'll, I'll tell her. I'll go. Have to give you one. No, let her buy one. That's <laughs> <laughs> your money. She's oh God, spending. yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Take the freebie. <laughs> oh dear, dear, dear. Okay, you can pay me later. <laughs> <laughs> so this conversation could be totally out, taken out of context. Rossi, I'll give you one, but you can pay me later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! And you're a pregnant lady. Uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, basically, uh, you're playing on behalf of uh, of Louise, who's in Kenny. So if you think you know an answer, Danielle, shout out. Kenny! <coughs> Joanne, what do you shout out? Idiot! The village idiot! <laughs> oh, right, here we go. And we're playing this on behalf of uh, the Pan Am 
bar and restaurant in the Albert Dock. Friday nights are bring your own bottle nights. Wow. Which is great. So you can go down there, you can bring your own bottle, order your food and drink your own vino. That is good. That is good. But if you win this set, they will throw the wine in. Not at you, but they'll throw it in for good measure <laughs> with a fabulous meal for two. So, you both ready to go? Yeah. Here we go. Question number one. In the nursery rhyme, whose wife did the three blind mice chase after? Uh, Ooh, idiot. Idiot. Uh, yeah, who, who was it? Uh, it? Joanne? Idiot. Yeah, cool. Farmer's wife. Is correct. In French terminology, what is say la vie translated into English? Kenny. Kenny. Such is life. Okay, one apiece. Question number three. What is Gwen Stefani's band called? Kenny. No, it's not called Kenny. Ah, I need to. Uh, what's her band called? No doubt. Don't speak. What a brilliant record. Does anyone remember the follow-up? I'm just a girl. Yeah, that yeah. was what a great. good song. Do you do you remember that? Do you remember that one, Danielle? Yeah, she's uh, brilliant. Good, question, good shoot, good shoot. Uh, right then, Joanne and Danielle, uh, this is question number four. Who am I? <laughs> I am a rap star. My first name is an abbreviation of ladies love. The second part of my name suggests I'm not hot, Jay. <laughs> Kenny? Yes. Is it LL Cool J? Wow! Oh. It is. Ladies Love is abbreviated to LL. And Cool J, I'm not hot, J. <laughs> Currently, the scores in the doors are 3-1 to Danielle Lloyd playing on behalf of uh, Louise Campbell and Kenny. So you need this one to stay in the game, Joanne Crawford, okay? Okay. Okay. At least you got one. You know, you're I, this, I think that's in total about four or five points you've got in the five days you've been on, which is not bad. <laughs> okay, listen to this. Uh, what word can come after putting, Huey, and lime? Putting, Huey, and lime. What word can come after lime, Huey, putting? Kenny. Yes. Is it green? You reckon it is green? It's correct. Yay! I bet your five or your fellow would have got that with putting on there, uh, Danielle. Well, I have got to put up with it every <laughs> single day. So as well as footy, he's a big he's a big fan of, of playing golf, isn't he? Yeah, never see him. I'm a, I'm a golf widow. Golfer's widow, golfer's <laughs> widow. Well, listen, uh, Joanne, we'll see you on Monday morning, if that's okay. You okay to come back for day number six? Yeah. Because you know why you're at, we're asking you back, because uh, you, of course, are... <laughs> see you Monday morning, OK? Yeah. All right, see you later. Danielle, I'll see you later on tonight for Miss Liverpool. See you tonight. 2011, OK, look forward to that. Catch, with, uh, catch up with you later. Bye. Thanks for coming on the show. Bye. All right, love. Bye, love. Bye-bye. Village Idiots, back Monday after 8.30 with Rossi and Co. On Radio City 96.7. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. You were turning heads all day on Friday. Turning heads, work turning stomachs. <laughs> navel nice. piercing, you can't get your nose pierced. That's oh, not navel. Navel. Navel is nose in it. <laughs> Please tell me you're joking me. Navel and navel pierced. Oh, that's amazing. Radio City Breakfast with Rossi and Co. Back Monday morning when you wake up. Radio City 96.7. Ah, oh, beautiful Danielle Lloyd. Absolutely fantastic lady. I love her to bits. Mm. Very nice.
It's Radio City Podcast with me, Rossi, and the co. Now, coming up, this is the result of a survey that Jay Hine discovered, and it was all about clothes and use-by and sell-by dates, if you like. Um, this is where Jay gets slightly confused with various parts of the anatomy. <laughs> and also, Claire signed this at the very end to make sure she'd never, ever, ever wears things she shouldn't do again. Okie dokie, here it comes. Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. You've got a Brit survey there in front no, of us. I've got something that Simo will love. Okay, oh, really? What's it. that? It says it's a cagoule. A pink one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's in the paper today? What is in the paper Wardrobe today? used-by dates for women. Oh, right, OK. So these are the ages that you've got to stop wearing certain items of yeah. clothes. OK? Right, bikini, yeah. you're OK. Yeah. You're you've okay. still got oh. about 15 years, 47. Oh, oh good. 47. Yeah, marvellous, marvellous. A miniskirt. Hang on a second. 40, that's a decade. 47. Yeah, yeah, decade. Just leave it. Just leave it. I was fine I'm with 15. I'm trying to be nice. That was good. Yeah. Um, a miniskirt. Yeah. yeah. You're past the use-by. No! You've got to stop wearing a miniskirt, apparently, if you're a lady. At 35. Yeah, it's past oh. it. So no more miniskirts, Simo. No more boob tubes. Oh, You've got to be 33. To wear a boob tube? Yeah. Does that apply to men as well? <laughs> you and the boss. Yes. What, is that, what, about a, what about a moob tube? A moob tube? No, you, you'll get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> you need one. I wasn't talking about me, you cheeky so-and-so. Uh, stilettos, 51, yeah. so you're OK Ooh, with that. Right Navel nice. piercing, you can't get your nose pierced. That's oh, not navel. Navel. Navel is nose in it. Please tell me you're joking me. Navel. A navel pierce. Oh, that's nasal. Ah, right. Okay. Well, your belly button. Can't get your belly button pierced because you're 35 for that one. Yeah. Leggings, 45. Oh. Ugg boots, you've got 10 years. Apparently, you've got to stop wearing them at 45. And see-through chiffon blouses, you've got to stop wearing them at 40. Oh, so I've got to come in tomorrow in a pair of stilettos, a bikini and a see-through blouse because I can't one, wear yeah. anything else. Rather you wouldn't, really. <laughs> Radio City Breakfast. Liverpool's hit music station. Radio City 96.7. Radio City Breakfast, the podcast with me, Rossi and the co. And we caught up with John Cleves, the world-famous comedian. You sent me a task within the first minute to uh, try and make John Cleves laugh. As he's made millions of people laugh worldwide. Have a load of this. Radio City Breakfast. It is Radio City Breakfast. Uh, this is Rossi and Co. We hope we're finding you okay this morning. And I cannot believe who I'm about to chat to. The face behind uh, Monty Python, Faulty Towers, Fish Called Wanda. Uh, not, lest we not forget, a couple of James Bond movies, Die Another Day, uh, The World Is Not Enough, The Rat Run with Rowan Atkinson, two Harry Potter flicks as well, and The Voice of the King in Shrek. John Cleese, good morning, and how are you, my little nest of vipers? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in good form. In case anybody hasn't, but I'm sure they all know, is uh, how you referred to uh, how you referred to Sybil <laughs> and, and a classic <laughs> episode of, of uh, Faulty Towers, my little nest of vipers, and I've used it on many occasions. We're talking to you, obviously, you're coming to Liverpool, in my humble opinion, the greatest city on the planet. Well, uh, that's what I heard from other Liverpoolians. Yeah, of course, surprisingly. <laughs> now, is there any reference to the uh, Andrew Saxgate answer machine telephone call from Jonathan Ross and Russell Brand in your uh, No, world? I mean, I was uh, <clears throat> very uh, disapproving about that. I thought it was an astonishing lapse of taste. And I know Jonathan, and I like him. I met him a couple of times socially. And I suppose sometimes people just lose contact with reality, but it was absolutely out of order. 
But, um, you know, I think we can forgive it now. I'm very fond of Andrew. I celebrated, you won't believe this, I celebrated his 80th birthday not so long ago with a lunch with him. I know they made the telephone call, but at least they didn't go around smacking him over the back of the head with spoons like he used to do. Oh, he's always complaining about it. Do you know what? I met him at a comedy thing down in London, and his his son, uh, John, used to be my agent, and and, and I did have to ask him, did it hurt? And he said it did hurt, and it looked like it hurt, especially when, you know when you poked him in the eye? Did you poke him in the eye? No, no, that's a trick. If you do that in profile... You can poke someone uh, very close to the eye, but on the you know on the ups the, on the far side from the camera. Yeah. You just put the finger uh, alongside uh, as it grazed the temple. No, I think the times I hit him, there was one time at the end of the wedding party sequence when <laughs> uh, I was sort of sitting on top of him you at were. the end of the episode, and I was supposed to give him a glancing blow. <laughs> with the frying pan, yeah. which was padded. And I claim that he moved his head upward just as I was. He claims that it was clumsiness on my part. Well. The other time, I think, was when we had a retake. And when you do a retake, you have to do something slightly different or the audience won't laugh. And I did something slightly different. And I think I, I'm afraid, I think I hit his two front teeth with the spoon or something. And he said that was the most painful thing. But the worst thing that happened was in the Germans episode, the first half of which is the fire drill. Yeah. He, um, he got set on, on light by the BBC special effects department. And I'm afraid he, the, the, he actually got burned by it. I remember that he had the oven gloves on and uh, when, he was, right. when he was trying to light the pan of sausages. I think that was the case, wasn't it? That's was, right. Yeah. Well, if you're trying to, you see, the point is, it's like soccer. If you're going to play, or, or football, I should say, now I'm in England. Uh, if you're playing football, you expect to get kicked now and again. Of course you do. Of so course. if you do knock about comedy, you are sometimes going to get hurt. And there's an end of it. Waking you up on weekdays. Radio City Breakfast. With Rossi and Co. Radio City 96.7. was mainly in a, in, in a studio um, just off Hollywood Boulevard, and it's it's the nicest kind of work, Simon, because I've always, quite seriously, loved radio. I think radio is a great, great medium, but as you know, it doesn't pay quite as well as film. I yeah, you'd probably agree. I, yes, I, I I could well agree. I've I could, but inter- it's just like radio because you go into something that's like a radio studio, and the first thing they do is they show you the storyboards. Uh, which are like strip cartoons, yeah. you know, saying, well, you're here and you walk in and then you sit on the bed and then you go out the balcony. So you get some idea of the positioning of your character. And then you start recording and there's no stress. You do hundreds of takes. And when they've got everything they want, then they say, do you have any suggestions? So by the time you've finished, you've got so much recorded that it's almost impossible for them to finish up with a bad take. Do you see what I mean? Because they've got so much choice. So you're kind of safe. It's very relaxed. You don't have to learn the lines. You don't have to shave, and you don't have to turn up early. It's the ideal work. Do you know, um, do you see the facial expression, say, of the king? Because obviously your intonation would... Well, no, it's the other way around. They put a video camera on you while you're recording the voice, Ah. and then the guys who are animating the face to the voice Right. Watch that, and that gives them ideas about how to animate the face. I never knew that. Could you give us a little bit of an insight on what people can expect when they go to uh, the Liverpool Empire on the Tuesday the 31st? Oh, sure. Well, there's a little bit at the start about why I'm doing the tour, which is to do with the alimony. This is a very funny bit that was written for me by three young Canadian writers when I was doing the Montreal uh, Just for Laughs Festival, and they gave it to me as a present. So that's about the first three or four minutes done with slides. And then I talk a little bit about being born in Western Supermare and 
what that was like and how exquisitely dull it was and how the <laughs> Germans bombed Western and why. <laughs> why waste bombs? Yeah. Um, and then basically I get on to how I got into show business and I'm immediately into Broadway musicals with Tommy Steele, which nobody knows about, and then working with Barker and Corbett. And then all the stuff that led up to Python and 40 Towers and finally Fish Called Wonder. And I show a small number of clips. I think there's one from python which is the fish slapping dance mm. uh there's something from the holy grail there's three short clips from 40 towers one from the frost report and two very short ones from wanda but otherwise it's me up there yakking basically i i'd love the sound of that and i will be there and it'll probably be the tuesday or the wednesday these are the two nights wednesday the first of june tuesday the 31st of may at the empire theater have you performed at the empire theater before because it's no fantastic. i'm looking forward to that yeah, to well it is a gorgeous month. theater because it's 2400 which is huge much the biggest i'm playing but because it was so beautifully constructed you really if you look at the back seats they're absolutely not too far away you're coming to liverpool you will be here uh, and i do recommend you walk around and take in some of the architecture and the scenery here uh, yes John. i'd love to do that because the most influential teacher in my life, a guy called Jeffrey Bartlett, was from Liverpool. And I always connect him with... The, he was the great teacher in my life. And I always connect him with that, that great city. Well, OK. Look forward to seeing you here Tuesday 31st, uh, 31st of May, Wednesday the 1st of June. John Cleese, thank you very much for being part of the Radio City Breakfast Show with me, Rossi and Co. Yeah, well, that was great, Rossi. Thanks for having me on. God bless. Is right, Rossi La. Thank you very much for downloading the podcast. We are on the radio every weekday morning between 6 o'clock and 10, Monday to Friday, Radio City 96.7, DIB Digital Radio, your iPhone app, and of course online, radiocity.co.uk. And this week we will leave you with JLS. Radio City Breakfast. This Radio City Breakfast is Wednesday morning and uh, the next guest on the show who joined the co uh, have only had, what, three UK number one singles, two multi-platinum albums, four mobile awards, two Brit trophies as well, and a partridge in a pear tree. Marvin, JB, or let's say, and Aston, it is JLS. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Rossi Love, what's good? Arisha's right here. Yeah. It's four singles, though. Four number ones. Four number ones. You see, my executive producer put three. He's just denied you a number one single. And you know what? <laughs> the fifth number one is on the way. She <laughs> makes me wanna. Yeah, baby. Yes. She Rossi makes me wanna. She makes me wanna. Uh, uh. I, uh, I'm looking forward to playing this single, and it's going to be the first radio airplay uh, coming up in about 15 or 20 minutes. I'm going to get straight down to business, and I've got a question from some listeners. Now, Erin would like to put a little question to you first. Are you ready for this, guys? Oh, lovely, Erin. Uh, here we go. Morning, Rossi. My name's Erin from Morton. I just want to know who spends the longest time in the bathroom getting ready. Who's the most vain out of all the JLS boys? Thanks, right. guys. Are you the biggest fan? See you soon. Oh, Erin. I've got to just say, before you jump in and answer there, you were all looking very pretty. I think it was at the uh, Chelsea Flower Show, uh, photographed, I think, in Tuesday morning's uh, papers with flowers in you. Was that at the Chelsea Flower Show? Yes, yes it was. Yeah. Oh, 
Looking good. A bit of flower power going on amongst yeah, the JLS well, boys. You know, we thought we'd show this, you know, a different side to us. You know, yeah. We've done there with our horticultural skills, you know, just uh, <laughs> putting together some flower arrangements. This is what we do. This is how the boy bands are hanging out these days at the flower shows. It's, of course. You know. it's, it's the new rock and roll. So <laughs> so which one of you guys would you consider now? Um, who a florist. Would you collectively nominate as the vainest member of JLS? Wow. Uh, we all have our days. Yeah. I, I think. think so. I think I, we I, I think I, we can all vouch for being yeah. particularly vain. I spend the longest in the shower. Right. But I'm not necessarily the vainest. Okie doke. You spend the longest in the shower. So what the hell are you doing when you're in there? <laughs> I just thinking. Yeah. Thinking, deliberating. Reading. 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 <laughs> reading in the shower. I like, I like a warm shower, so I can't get out unless I'm hot enough to get out. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Mar Marvin's Marvin sim sim simulating it right now. <laughs> okay. He's rubbing himself all over his chest and his arms. Good. Out the window Good. right now. Good. He's enjoying himself. I tell you what, you all sound in. Uh, you're, you're sounding in great fettle as always this morning. <laughs> and Arishé we... can't control himself. All right, right. sorry, Rusty. Okay, no. so oh, here we go. Hilarious. Uh, that's funny. God, I wish they'd never asked that question. Aaron, <laughs> I wish you'd never asked that question. Here we go. Uh, some true or falses that we've been asked to ask you. Uh, are you uh, are you guys off on uh, a lad's holiday with Ollie Murs this oh, summer? Oh, yeah. Yes, oh. indeed. Very true. Very true indeed. And uh, what wh where are you going to? Would you rather not say? Rather not say. Cleethorpes, here we come. Absolutely, my friend. <laughs> Absolutely. And Yuki. Uh, have you been get have you have you guys been getting dating tips from Craig David? Uh, I've got a girlfriend, so I, think I this, haven't. This, this come from Arishay, so I think yeah. Arishay. Yeah, can you clear this up, please, Arishay? Okay, let me clear this up. You know, so we were uh, in the Craig David's very fancy pad, and you know, we were just drinking tequila, and he was like, "You know, Arishay, you know, when you when, when, you know, there's girls around, there's girls around, but you just got to make sure that you know when you go out on a date, you know." You just treat her right, you know. Be good to her, you know. You know, maybe maybe make a bouquet of flowers at the Chelsea <laughs> Flower Show, and uh, you know, give it to her that night, and uh, you'll be all right. Stick with me, kid. Give Stick it, give me. give her the flower arrangement that night. Well, well, well. <laughs> well, you know what he was wow. like. He met a girl on Monday, and he was sleeping with her by Wednesday. Well, this is it. <laughs> I heard I heard something about Craig David actually. That you know the way people were applying to be volunteers at the 2012 uh, Olympics. Uh, he's actually applied to go and and, and help out in the archery uh, tournaments at the Olympics next year. He's going to be a bow selector. <laughs> oh. <laughs> are you are you loving it, loving it, loving it? <laughs> Marvin is going to use that one now constantly. Have that courtesy of the Rossmeister. Now, we're going to give you another question from Jesse. Are you ready for this one? We're ready, yes. mate. We're Here ready. we go. Hi, JLS. I'm Jesse from Chilwell. What's on your rider list when you're on tour? And wow. who's the biggest diva? Okay, rider list, and uh, and who's the biggest diva? Why do people like diva? Don't know. people want us we, to be divas. We, we have to have Nando's on the rider. Oh, my favourite. Best grilled chicken in the world. Oh, the world. Oh, wow. The world. Barocca, a bit of Barocca. A bit of Barocca for the morning after. A little, a little bit, of, you know, a few bottles of water goes a long way. Yep. And towels, but not white towels. What, why is this? Because, you know, when you get, like, new towels? <laughs> yeah. And the, all the white fluff comes on you? Oh, like, yeah. It comes up when, <laughs> imagine imagine the UV lights on stage. Exactly. And you're covered in white fluff. That's the, that's the tip oh, we've learned. Wow, so. that is a, that's just, just a brilliant tip. That is a fantastic just tip. Just in case. There you go. 
I'm uh, I'm loving that. That's a, that's a great uh, question and well and truly answered as well. You see, there's no, there's nothing uh, about you that comes across as we're talking now or when we're seeing your telly. There's nothing diva-esque about any of you, to be perfectly honest. Oh, it's just, you know, we just kind of got to keep it real. We just obviously got to think that, you know, this is this is our job. I mean, we love what we're doing, so there's no point in, obviously, you know, getting on your high horse about anything because, you know, we could be stuck in a job that, you know, all four of us that hate. But, yeah. you know, we're lucky enough to have a job where we're waking up smiling every day. So, you know, it's well, something cool. You know, I'm, I'm with you on that one, and I'm very lucky to be doing uh, what I do as well. And, and I do appreciate it every day as well. Sometimes, you know, we all get stroppy days, you know. we always yeah, get you're only work. human. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, but sometimes you step back and think, God, I'm lucky, so let's carry on and uh, and, and, and do it with a smile on her face. And you're absolutely right. Uh, right then, is a collaboration with Rihanna on the cards another question that's been asked? Yeah, we're working on it. You know, I think um, Rihanna's someone that we've always wanted to work with from when, you know, it was on the X Factor and we yeah. sang Umbrella. You know, it was something that we tried to make happen. And, you know, she's one of the biggest stars in the world right now. And, uh, you know, we obviously would love for it to happen, but we'll have to wait and see. Fingers crossed. The version you released of Umbrella, was that like a, a double A side? It, yeah, kind sort of. of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, officially, I think it was still a B side, but... It did very well in the charts. Mm. And, yeah. um, you know, we still perform it to this day. So. Uh, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think the version you did was brilliant, absolutely superb. Um, are you going to be mentors, true or false, on the forthcoming X Factor? Well, we've not been confirmed, but we'd love to be. You know, obviously they 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 have uh, different sort of. I guess uh, groups and, and artists that come in week by week, yeah. and obviously, well, I don't know. I think they found all the judges now, haven't they? Uh, well, I, I don't know because you read the papers one day, yeah, and, and, and they've they... got them all, and then you read the papers the next day, and they haven't decided who. Yeah. At this rate, poor old Louis Walsh is going to be sitting throwing glasses of water over himself. <laughs> well, obviously, uh, you know, you know, we'd love to be involved in the X Factor any anyhow because obviously we came from that show, and you know that show's given us so many opportunities. So we'd love to. Uh, to be a part of it in, in the future. So uh, if we could mentor or be yeah. one of the judges or, you know, obviously perform on it, then, you know, we're definitely down. There's a young lady called Carla from Old Swan, and uh, she would, if she was performing, I guess she would love you guys to mentor her. She's got a question for you, uh, and here it is. Morning, guys. This is Carla from Old Swan. I'm calling on behalf of my daughter, Lauren Hooper. First, I'd like to ask you the question, which one of you gets the most female attention? or male attention, as the case may be. But do me a favour, guys. If you could just give a big shout-up out to my daughter, Lauren. She's one of your biggest, biggest fans. See you later, guys. Hi. Oh, Hi, Lauren. Right, female Well, do you know, uh, it's it's like uh, when, when I see you guys and as you see the fan base, it's it's like the old um, the old ad for Quality Street. Everyone is somebody's favourite. Would you say that was true uh, amongst you boys in the band? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, we've all got our own collection of fans, and, and collectively, we've all you know got a lot of fans. Obviously, so. You know, we're very, very fortunate. We've got the best fans in the world, you know. Absolutely, the support that we get, all of our gigs and shows is just incredible. And, you know, it, it, without all cliches aside, if it wasn't for our fans, we genuinely wouldn't be here today, you know, so. Well, I can certainly verify for uh, your fan base in Liverpool. I mean, the, the gigs that you did, it was just, you announced the dates and bang, it was it was all over. It was sold out in, in really minutes rather than hours. It was it was superb. Uh, it was a superb sort of, uh, you know, tribute to what you guys do and what you've been doing over the last past three or four years. Yeah, for sure. We actually finished the arena tour in Liverpool, so that was yeah. obviously uh, 
you know, a fitting uh, a tribute to the city. It was great that um, we could be there. You know, we went to the Mobos in Liverpool and we won awards there. Yeah. So Liverpool's got a great, you know, we, we've, we've got a great affiliation with Liverpool. And we, um, you know, we can't wait to, to get back up there again and, and, and sing for you guys. It's your lucky city. It's your lucky city is Liverpool. Indeed. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I've got to ask you, uh, uh, Big Whisper, Danny Minogue, one, pe- one sector says she's left, the other say that she was sacked and you totally disagree with her departure may be sacking or her decision to leave. What What is your take on this and what do you know about Danny Minogue? Um, do you know what? From when we was on the show, Danny was always a big supporter of us, you know, from the very first edition when she saw us and she's honestly the most lovely lady you'll ever meet. She's mm. she's so lovely, gorgeous as well. And, you know, I think I think Danny's literally, you know, been one of the biggest, biggest uh, personalities on that show. You yeah. know, everyone, especially last year, she was fantastic, you know. So, uh, you know, our love goes out to Danny, definitely. Um, so uh, I couldn't understand it because I think year on year on year on she gets better every year and she actually gets better looking every year she's mm. like a, a fine wine you know to avoid a cliche but she does absolutely look stunning and when, since she's had the baby she's looked even better you know it's true, talk. It's true. which is a, it, it is a bit of a shame so uh, I mean do you know anything more than, than we know or, or would you prefer not to disclose that kind of info I mean no. was it sacking or, or did she decide we we don't know to be honest. As oh. I say that, you know, I don't even, don't even know what the the judges are this year. So, unfortunately, we're just as much in the dark as you are, mate. See that all you know, all four of you could actually make the whole entire lineup of the judging panel in <laughs> years to come. You know, who needs Simon? Who needs Louis? Um, so the brand new single, she makes me wanna. It comes out featuring uh, Dev. Uh, on the 24th of July, but we're going to play it just after uh, quarter past eight this morning. I cannot wait to give it its first spin. Absolutely. And uh, once again, I want to th- thank you guys for coming along and always being part of the show. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience, give it up for JLS. Thank you, Rossi. Yeah. Yeah. Take care, guys. Rossi and Co. At the click of a mouse. The best bits you might have missed. Updated weekly and available via radiocity.co.uk or iTunes. Yeah.